What is up, everybody in my live now? Yay, here we go. Welcome to Tyndall's Razor's 50th episode and first ever live stream. I thought this could be a cool way to get more people involved in the conversation and kind of open up a dialogue between um, us and people who are listening. So I am really excited about this and I wanted to talk about some of the silver lining behind some of these mental illnesses that we deal with because there are a lot of like groups out there for support but it's a lot of it's super super negative seeming and i apologize i'm kind of playing with the uh my background and stuff it's the first time i've done live streaming like this so i'm kind of playing with the dashboard there we go now i can see comments what's up chris um so like i went on bipolar twitter and maybe i'm on the wrong one but it was super depressing like like posts or like how has bipolar ruined your life or how has it negatively impacted you and i'm like man like i i know that it's definitely i mean it, it it sucks for sure but like it's not the end of the world there's still a lot more control we have over ourselves and there's good things we can glean from any challenge we go through so i wanted to talk about that so i listed a uh, i made a little list of ways that uh, my mental health and uh, some of the challenges I face have made me a better person and improved me. I want to go through some of that with you too. What's up, Rita? This is really cool. I like being able to interact while I'm doing this. Um, if at any point you guys have any questions about anything or want to comment on stuff, I'm reading the comments, so uh, please feel free to chime in. But um, so one of the first ways that uh, having mental illness has improved my life is learning that I have this disorder and like the bipolar in particular, like learning that I have this. This disorder and others has helped me understand myself and be more patient with myself because in the past I would be so so frustrated that I would be feeling a certain way and I felt like I had no control over how I felt I'd be hopelessly depressed and I would think well why like I've got a good job I'm comfortable life I've got good things going on for me why am I feeling so depressed and then learning that it's not necessarily my fault because I thought like I'm just irreparably broken, you know. If I can't enjoy these good things, what am I? What's the point? What am I gonna be doing? So, learning that when I do get really depressed and can't seem to shake it, it's not necessarily because I'm broken. It's because my brain's wired differently. So it's helped me be a lot more patient with myself when I get that way. And I think that's something that I've been really struggling to maintain is that patience because it's tough when like I'm very much a, a hard standard kind of person where I set these goals and this set these bars and if I don't reach them, I'm really, really hard on myself. So being a little more patient, understanding the way that the bipolar works and how I'm gonna have good days and have bad days, it's, uh, it's helped me be more understanding of myself and other people. And um, that kind of ties into my next point too. It's like going through, um, I'm reading these from my phone too, that's why I'm looking down. Going through all of this has made me more empathetic to others who may be struggling too. So I've always been a pretty empathetic kind of person, but now that I really understand and have been through things like panic attacks, um, these depressive episodes, even manic episodes, like the more I've experienced, the more I've been able to communicate with other people and the more I've been able to understand where they're coming from, which makes me much more empathetic, a lot more understanding. And I think it makes me more capable, more capable of being a good kind of provider because like, I always knew going into my paramedic career that that you can do all the same interventions, but if you treat someone's mental aspect of their health, 
by uh, explaining to them what's going on, being a listening ear, stuff like that, they're going to have better patient outcomes. Because, I mean, your mental and physical health are so intertwined. And now that I really, really understand that more, it's it's become a much more, I think I'm much more capable of helping out other people and helping myself too, which is really why I started this whole process for. Like, I, I do this to be able to express what's going on and communicate. And I think it's important, especially for dudes to start talking about this kind of stuff more because we don't, you know? So many of us just think that if we're not happy or content with everything we've built, or if we can't build anything at all, then we're just useless, broken pieces of uh, trash that society should discard because we're not useful to it. And I think that not only talking about it is a way to improve men's mental health because that way we know we're not fighting alone, but it's also a way that we can get society to see that, hey, let's be more understanding of everything going on there too. Like, you know, man's value isn't just based on what he can provide. And I think everyone, including men, need to get past a lot of that toxic thinking. So, um, I'm really want to read his comments right now. She feels like she's way more gracious with others because she realized we'd be going through something beneath the surface that I can't see. Like, yeah, that's a fantastic point. Like, like if I get cut off in traffic, like I used to be the kind of person to be like, oh, fuck you, a-hole. Like, what are you doing? And then, uh, but now, like, if I get cut off, you know, typically I'll be like, mm, someone's probably having a bad day. And I can definitely take that empathetic side way too far, right? Justify people treating me poorly. But um, it's a balance to it. And I think that's important to be able to recognize that. Um, that's something that I'm working on too. It's not letting people walk over me just because I assume, or like I find a, a way to justify their poor behavior. But, um, but yeah, that's something that's really important to learn about as well. And then uh, I've talked about this a little bit too with some other points, but uh, having these mental illnesses has made me a better communicator. It forces me to express this whole myriad of confusing feelings and contrasting emotions. And I started doing that by writing initially. Um, I would have all of these confusing thoughts and contradictory emotions and I couldn't feel like, like what's real? Like I was, I was kind of dissociating before I realized I was dissociating and having to sit in like a pen and paper and write out what I was feeling. It made these abstract ideas and terrifying thoughts that made them real. And once they were real, there was something I could challenge and overcome and, and work on and improve. Um, like for instance, there's a big step in me actually recognizing the PTSD and the depression and then the fact that I was anxious. Like it took me a long time. I was writing a lot of, I was kind of writing around the bush, so to speak with the anxiety because I'd never really been someone that thought I would, I would suffer from it. You know, I, I, I've been a paramedic walking into situations that were chaotic. I never really got anxious. I mean, I got, I got nervous about a lot of stuff. I never really called it anxious. There was never anxiety that like maintained and stuck with me for a long time. It was always like, oh, going to a call, this might be scary. And then once I got into the call, usually the anxiety subsided. But like this, this baseline, like constant, just anxiety that's always going on. Like I've never experienced that before. And when I started experiencing it, writing really helped me recognize what it was so that I could start treating it and start changing some of my habits. And um, then we're getting to the next, next one on my list. So I've also, I've learned a lot about my own anatomy and brain chemistry. 
Like I think understanding how organs function properly is key to understanding how they dysfunction and then how to regain power over that, or at least how to restore as much function as possible. So that's why I finally reached out for some help. And I'm like, look, if I have some of these signs and symptoms, then maybe my brain chemistry is just not the way it necessarily should be. And with that, I'm probably gonna need some kind of pharmaceutical intervention. And I was always very, very, very opposed to meds. Um, besides using cannabis, I was like, I didn't want to have prescriptions. I didn't want to have pills. I didn't want to have any of that. I thought that I was strong enough to go on my own and just raw dog life, no medication. And I, uh, I'm like, I say I wasn't strong enough, but it, I was looking at it from the wrong perspective. I was not utilizing all the resources that I had and I was being very prideful. And that pride, I think, is something else that keeps a lot of men in particular from seeking help because you got to be vulnerable. You have to be able to admit you can't do something on your own. And that is very, very difficult for a lot of men to do. And it was extremely difficult for me to do, especially being the person that was always the helper. Like I was always here to help everybody else. And then when it came down to helping me, I, I didn't know how to do it. And um, there was something that uh, a clinical psychologist, Dr. Jordan Peterson, has said that really, really impacted me. And uh, it's in his book, 12 Rules for Life. He says, treat yourself as if you're someone you are responsible for. And that 100% uh, changed my perspective to me seeking help and getting more treatment and professional help especially because like what would like I, I I'm a medical professional there are times when you need certain medical interventions whether they be pharmaceutical I gave plenty of drugs on the ambulance and or whether it be um, like peer support like therapy so once I started thinking of myself as someone that I'm responsible for helping that helped me get to a point where I could be an advocate for myself which took way longer than it should have, but uh, it's definitely a better late than never situation for me. Um, so having having the bipolar in particular, has, it's really taught me the importance of building healthy routines because I used to be a very uh, chaotic life kind of person and it kind of fit, like, like my routines would mostly just be when I was at work, you know? get there, check off the truck, go through the drug logs, all that stuff. Like I had a routine for work, but that routine never carried over when I was home because there would be a lot of different chaotic factors in my life during that time. When I got home, it was, what, am I going to sleep all day today? Did I get any rest over the shift before? Or am I going to be productive and get stuff done? It, my days always very much depended on the shift I'd had before. And I'd never really built any real routines because every shift, my rotating shift schedule would change what days I'm working anyway, because it's, it would be 24 on 36 or 24 on 48 off. It's only 36 off in the last little bit when I got mandated a lot. Um, it would be 24 on 48 off. So like every third day you're working and that rotates through the week. So like it was hard for me to build a routine. But then now as I'm understanding that I don't really have as much control over my moods fluctuating as I would like to have. I'm learning that having routines in place for every day that you just do because that's what you do is really essential to having control over my life because no matter how I feel, if I get these things done and they're productive, 
that I'm still closer to my goal of whatever it may be. Let's say, okay, I'm going to, I'm always going to work out on, on Mondays. You know, then no matter how I'm feeling, okay, well, it's Monday, I'm going to go work out. And if I'm feeling good, awesome. It's going to be a dope workout. If I'm feeling bad, awesome. It's going to be a less good workout, but it's going to be a really positive impact on my life. I'm going to feel better. That way, even if I am sitting at home feeling like a sack of shit later on, I could at least be a sack of shit that lifted some stuff that day. And that, that's, uh, that kind of thing helps out a lot too. And stuff like um, having good sleep hygiene, that's been really important to me as well because sleep, sleep is an elusive mistress for me. It is so hard for me to be able to just settle my mind down and get good restful sleep. And if I do fall asleep, a lot of times I'll have nightmares. And those, you wake up and you're feeling you're not rested. You know, I can sleep for eight hours now. Well, the meds help me actually fall asleep, but I can sleep for eight hours and still wake up tired depending on what kind of dream I had. And that's such a random mixed bag. I never know what kind I might have. So I try to build healthy habits. Like typically... Couple hours before I'm going to bed, I'm looking at screens. I've got some blue light lenses, blue light lens glasses that I'll wear um, to try to keep that blue light away from keeping me up and messing up my circadian rhythms. I try not to eat um, close to when I'm going to sleep because I know that's going to give you some weird dreams too. And just building these healthy habits, I think, and making it a routine. Uh, that way I feel like I still have control when I don't feel like I have control. I still have some even though I feel like I don't. So. Um, it's also helped me create a lot of close-knit bonds with friends and family who have become my peer support networks. And that's been a big one too, is like I was always very, very ashamed that I had all of this mental health problems, um, all of these mental health problems. And because I felt like I was isolated and alone and being able to communicate about it and let people know that, hey, I'm, I'm struggling with some stuff right now has given a lot of other people a, uh, a way to communicate how they feel as well. They're like, okay, well, he's talking about it. I can talk about it too. Or I get that feedback and I'm like, oh, okay, well, now I know I'm not alone struggling with this. And you have a lot of really, really tight-knit bonds that can be formed from just being able to say, hey, I understand that depressive day or I understand that executive dysfunction or I understand like this ADD where you just feel like you can't get anything done so you just sit there overwhelmed. It's something that uh, I think a lot of people go through and that it's important to talk about because that way you feel like you're not alone because that isolation is absolutely, um, absolutely detrimental to any kind of healing from all of this. Kay says I should get a dream catcher. Uh, I mean, maybe. If someone gave me a dream catcher, I'd hang it up. I've never really been one to go get one. I'll just date someone that has a dream catcher tattoo. We'll call it even. And she says there's a blue light filter on most phones, too. I learned that recently. Yeah, so if you have an iPhone, you can go to like where you adjust your brightness. And if you just hold down that slider, there's a night shift mode that uh, does blue light. Um, I'd use that a lot when I was working overnights. Um... I think it helps out. Uh, I don't really get... Now that I'm working at a desk job, I'll wear them during the day some, too. If I start getting a headache, because I'm sitting in front of a computer for so long, and, oh, that's a whole other kind of tedious. But I closed my phone, and my list went away. So I'm going to talk flippantly until I pull it back up. Um, okay, so I've learned a lot about myself and how I interact with the world um, going through all of this this mental health journey. And... I start to understand more like what kind of stimuli elicits different responses from me and how I manage those responses. 
like I've noticed that if I am reminded of something that uh, that reminds me, sorry, if I see something that reminds me of like a bad call I had, then I can recognize the mood that's going to set me into. And I try to counteract it by thinking about all the good calls I had or all the times where I made a difference or all good experiences that I'd had. Did you make me a dream catcher, Kay? I should probably find that and hang it up then. I moved a lot recently. It's probably in a box somewhere. I'm sorry. I love you. Um, but I lost my train of thought there for a second. Um, oh, so yeah. So I, I, I have a lot of intrusive thoughts where, and they're almost always negative intrusive thoughts. So what I've been learning to do is trying to counteract those intrusive thoughts with more positive ones. And I know there's a fine line between like positivity and like toxic positivity in the sense where you're just masking up issues and not dealing with them. But I think for me, this is a way I do deal with them is with the positivity counteracting it, at least for some situations. Like if I have some intrusive thoughts about, oh, there's that car accident where that person died. Well, then I think about, okay, well, there's also a couple other ones where we pulled people out and they were fine. Okay, my memory is so bad. I'm sorry. You said you showed it to me. We'll, we'll talk after this and uh, we'll get things set straight because I feel like I'm going to be apologizing. Um, but so knowing, knowing how things react, like things cause you to react, I think it's important too. Like it's, it's hard to be introspective all the time because then you'll end up overanalyzing yourself to death if you're like me. But I think it's also important to look at ways that you can... Um, you can figure out how your body works. Like if I'm if I'm having a bad mood and I can't, you know, I'll, I'll sit and I'll be like, well, why am I in a bad mood? Like what things set me off on this path? And if I am on this path, how do I break away from it? Um, I'll use things like, I mentioned the positivity thoughts, but a lot of times what helps me out when I'm in a real bad mood is just setting like a little goal that I can obtain. Like, you know, like even if I'm feeling really, really bad and exhausted and just up all night from nightmares or whatever it might be, um, I'll just go for a walk, you know, just, just even, it's not so much about the walk even. It's the fact that I'm saying I'm going to do something that I'm doing it. I'm getting up, I'm having that kinetic motion. And then oftentimes being outside does help me feel a little bit better, you know, that the go outside thing and get some fresh air, it's not an end all cure all by any means. And people that say that, um, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I think a lot of people have the best intentions, but it's, it's not walking out into the sunlight. It's not going to immediately change my brain chemistry and have me start absorbing dopamine again the right way. But it may help me create some more dopamine, some more gets through, or it may at least just give me something that I can do and get me out of my headspace for a little while. So it's definitely benefit to it in that way as well. But um, yeah, so those are some of the ways that I've learned just in this short time that uh, having having mental challenges isn't all doom and gloom. You know, there's a ton of personal growth here that can occur. And I think a lot of people who do tackle this stuff and challenge it head on end up becoming much more mature, adaptive people. I mean, if you can adapt to your mood swinging around day to day, then you can probably handle quite a bit. And it's... It's tough. It's tedious. I've been in depressive funk for the last like four or five weeks. It's been real shitty, but uh, but I'm. 
it's forcing me to learn new ways to cope. You know, it's it's forcing me to get back into the gym and, and be working out and it's 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 forcing me to have good habits. And I don't think at the end of the day that's a negative thing. I think that there's a lot of good that comes from this and a lot of strength that can be found. And I think we just need to talk about that, you know? We can list we can make lists I can I can list for days how I think mental illness has negatively impacted my life and missed opportunities and um, you know if that FOMO, that fear of missing out on social events and stuff like that, you know, it's not feeling up for going to parties. It's it's a long list, but if you start getting trapped in that list, you're just gonna spiral further down it. And I don't want to go any lower, you know? I've been low. I've had the full spectrum, the highs and the lows, and the lows are the lows suck, but they're important. You learn the most and you grow the most when you're in those low phases of life. And as long as you can hang on and do the work that brings you back to the good ones, then that's the way. And I am really thankful for everyone that hopped on here. I think we're gonna be wrapping it up, but. This was, uh, this was fun. I might do more of these live streams later on. I just got to see on the back end what the editing is going to be like. We'll see if it's a pain or not. But anyway, um, thank you guys so much for, uh, for watching this. Thank you so much for listening to Tyndall's Razor and really helping me out with this passion project just by showing you're interested and you supporting what I'm doing. It's, uh, it's something that I've really, really gotten a lot of good out of, and I hope some of you have too. So... Uh, if you're interested in uh, more ways to be part of the conversation, follow me on uh, Facebook, Justin Tyndall, Instagram, Justin Tyndall. I've got a Facebook page for the podcast, Tyndall's Razor, and I'll usually post episodes and stuff like that there. But for the most part, I promote it on Facebook. That's where my audience tends to be the most. So I'll be expanding and doing a lot more content as time comes. But uh, for now, I'm focusing on myself, and this is this is part of it. So Every Friday, putting an episode out there, and uh, if you guys enjoy me rambling in my bedroom by myself for a little bit, or hopefully having some more cool conversations, then uh, please stick around. And if any of you are people that want to talk about your stories, triumphs, tribulations, you know how things have affected you, please hit me up. I'd love to have that conversation. I'd love to give you a platform to inspire others through as well. So, love you guys so much. Thank you again, and I am looking forward to talking to you all next week. Bye.